Now, to discuss character building ideas, here is your host, Dr. Denzi. Hi, family. How are you today? I sometimes tend to forget that as you listen to this episode, I must wait for your feedback on our social media, which, by the way, I love reading and responding to. So I look forward to your comments, your feedback, or even reviews wherever you listen to this podcast, which is your podcast. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, etc., etc. You know the drill. I would love to welcome you right now to another episode on this series on making friends for God. Today's episode is titled Spirit Empowered Witnessing. And it will be based on the book of John chapter 15. Have you ever wondered what is the right mix to an effective witnessing? What makes a witness effective? If you are anything like me, I like to have methods to do things. And it is because of that way of seeing things that I have that I have attended and have spent time in various courses, seminars, and lectures on how to be an effective witness for God. From literature dropping, to literature evangelism, to door knocking, to friendship evangelism. I have even tried uh, once courtship evangelism. Now, I highly recommend you to do courtship evangelism. It doesn't make sense. And yes, I have also studied in-depth Jesus' method alone. In fact, you might find an episode on this matter in this podcast. This is the thing. I have come to realize that all methods and their so-called madness or lack thereof are effective in their own right. Given the right person, given the right people to execute that plan and under the right circumstances and context. But there is one thing that is crucial one little atom that you cannot even think of removing. Because if you do so, there will be lacking. There will be a disastrous result. Let us read John chapter 15 and verses 18 to 20. And it says, If the world hates you, you know that he hated me before it hated you. If you were of the world, the world would love its own, yet because you are not of the world. But I chose you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. Remember the word that I say to you, a servant is no greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will persecute you. If they kept my word they will keep yours also. So Christ here is telling his followers, his disciples, and by default, you and I, you know what? If you follow me and you are truly my disciple, you will experience an array of adversities. Then he continues. We pick it up from verse 25 and he speaks about being persecuted saying, but this happened that the word might be fulfilled, which is written in the law. They hated me without cause. And then we have verses 26 and 27, where the punchline for today's reflections is found. It says, But when the Helper comes, 
whom I shall send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth who proceeds from the Father, he will testify of me. And you also will bear witness, because you have been with me from the beginning. There are a couple of deductions we can make from this passage alone. Number one, the Holy Spirit places a crucial part in our worship and in our witnessing. That is, no matter what method you use, without the Holy Spirit, our efforts are in vain. But with the Holy Spirit, much can take place. No wonder then we find in the first chapters of the book of Acts in the Bible, the story of Peter, where he preaches right after he was filled with the Holy Spirit and thousands of people accepted Christ by conviction. Now, the second and the last premise I'd like to point out today is that regardless of the circumstance, the Holy Spirit will give you power and boldness and a spirit that does not fear. We find a reaffirming story that resonates with such a premise in the book of Acts. Also, as we read of this story, I would like you to reflect what does that mean for you today? Let's read what God said to Paul in chapter 10, verses 5 to 6, as well as verses 9 and 10. When Silas and Timothy had come from Macedonia, Paul was compelled by the Spirit and testified to the Jews that Jesus is the Christ. But when they opposed him and blasphemed, he shook his garments and said to them, Your blood be upon your own heads. I am clean. From now on, I will go to the Gentiles. Now, the Lord spoke to Paul in the night by a vision, saying, Do not be afraid, but speak and do not keep silent, for I am with you, and no one will attack you to hurt you, for I have many people in this city. And he continued there a year and six months, teaching the word of God among them. This is rather interesting. Here Paul is given a sign of an open door, of an opportunity not to be taken for granted nor dismissed. God is saying, go, go, make friends for my sake and you will prosper and I will protect you through my people led by my spirit. And yet it's interesting that in our previous passage, we read that God says, Go therefore and do what you need to do to bring others to me and do not worry, just do it. Yes, I know you'll be persecuted. They did it to me. Look, they actually killed me. They will do it to you too. But worry not. You won't be attacked, not hurt, because I also have many people around who will accept this passage. It's like a contradiction between what Jesus said to his disciple and what he said to Paul at the time. But let's face reality. I could have spent a lot of time here showing you how Paul has, was beaten, was stricken, was left to die because of his witness. But don't worry, I won't do that to you today. You can go and read it on your own time. The puzzling question here is, how can God send us forth to be witness for him, giving us a spirit of courage and not of fear regardless of the circumstance? Well, my Adventist Reflections family, I invite you to reflect and let God bring you to his own conclusion on that. But as for me, I know in whom I believe, one who loves me, one who knows me, the same God who gives me strength from day to day in freedom as well as in persecution can deliver me and make my salvation sure. 
if not here physically, there is no doubt in my mind that he will do it spiritually. The key factor remains important here. That crucial element that cannot be missing from our making friends for God. The one factor that makes our witnessing effective regardless of method is that of having the Holy Spirit in those witnessing attempts. Regardless of methodology, regardless of what you plan to do, you need, I need, the Holy Spirit. In the book Making Friends for God, author Mark Finley gives three simple steps to receive the Holy Spirit in His fullness. And you can follow this today. Step number one, ask for the Holy Spirit. Number two, repent of any sin that you know of. And number three, be willing to do whatever Christ asks you to do. When you have fulfilled these conditions, God will honor His Word and pour out His Spirit on your life. No doubt about it. I am Dr. Dancy and today I choose to ask for the Holy Spirit and repent from my nonsense, calling them by name. And yes, I pray that God gives me strength because I am willing to do what He asks me to do. What about you? Have you listened to our mental health podcast? It's called Gluten Time. You can follow and listen to Gluten Time with Dr. Dancy and Dr. Nard on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Remember to follow and comment on our Adventist Reflections Network media. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, and see when we release new episodes. We also have podcasts in Spanish. Go check them out. God bless you.